Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Izzy, you just sent me a, uh, a, a, an Instagram post from the Crusaders. Uh, do you, do you want to mm. give us the news, mate? Yeah, so I <laughs> I sat with David Harvilli, uh a couple of weeks ago, and he said that Will wasn't great. Will Jordan, in fact, um, the Crusaders All Blacks fullback winger. Well, it's just been the news come out he's going to be out for 2024. So he's got a shoulder niggle, which will probably require surgery. So Will Jordan will be no longer this year as he recovers from a major surgery. So that is huge news in the rugby world and pretty devastating for Crusaders fans. Pretty going through a, um, a transitioning time mm. there and makes that challenge that much harder. And it doesn't get any easier this weekend when you're taking on, well, the, the favourites, the Chiefs this weekend in Hamilton. So, yeah, there you go. Devastating news for the Crusaders and Crusaders fans, if there's any out there listening. <laughs> I'm sure there's plenty, mate. I'm sure there's plenty. Marty Burke from the Chiefs joins us now. Marty, you'll have just heard that news, mate. And uh, I guess uh, just taking a moment to, to put ourselves in Razor's shoes, it goes, you're probably thinking, OK, where do I go next? There's no Bowden Barrett for fullback. There's no Will Jordan for fullback. So you're looking at what? I guess Ruben Love, Shooter Stevenson, maybe even Zahn Sullivan, an outside chance. Uh, Marty, good morning. Good morning. How are you going? Yeah, um, yeah, it is bad news for Will, and I think uh, New Zealand footy. Um, I know my kids are bloody excited to see him out on the field. So, um, But like the competition we have, I think there's a lot of guys do step up, and you, you mentioned Shooter, and he's doing bloody well mm. for us. And, and I've always enjoyed the way Ruben Love plays down in the Hurricanes. Yeah, it's 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 a difficult time, but hey, next person up, and uh, potentially that next person is Shooter Stevenson. We very rarely saw him in, in the off season, mate. How's he tracking? Yeah, he's all right. Had a wee bit of a niggle early on with his calf, but he's uh, he's back mm. into it. Played preseason last week. Um, that's my first year in with a group. I didn't realise how tall he was, <laughs> but he's, he's got a big frame to him. Um, but yeah, he's looking really good now, and I think uh, his first hit out last last week would have served him well. How are you tracking, Marty? Your first opportunity having a crack at Super Rugby, mate. How's it been working with Clayton McMillan? It should. Yeah, so I've been with uh, Dom many years ago and with the, with the Mighty Bay Penny um, before yep. I um, ventured down south of Canterbury. Um, so it's a little bit like old times, and um, he, he runs a, a pretty good ship there, and I, and I think the he sets the environment up really, really well, very similar to what uh, Razor does down in, uh, in the Crusaders, but in his own different way. Um, but it's an awesome competition, I think. It's, it's an awesome opportunity, um, and I'm loving it. I was going to say, it might be a bit of a secret weapon ahead of Friday, mate, having spent a whole year down there uh, coaching the Canterbury NPC team. you got to, you got some inside knowledge for Clayton. <laughs> I wish I did. <laughs> No, I've got all the bad stories about the boys, but none of the, the technical stuff. Um, no, it's it's one of those things I think in footy's footy and, and the margin's so slim at that super rugby level. And I think uh, both teams 
won't be worrying too much around disrupting, but trying to put on a bit of a spectacle and play play their own style of rugby. And I think that's where our energy's been going with the, with the Chiefs. Mate, it was a different pre-season having to travel to Japan and play a couple of games and you had your final hit out on the weekend. What were your takeaways from that pre-season? Are you happy where the team's at at the moment? Yeah, the Japan thing was was different, but awesome, other than putting on you know, maybe 10 kilo because the, the food was great and the, <laughs> the people was awesome. People were awesome and the karaoke was pretty special as well over there, but... Um, it was a good opportunity for us to build some, some really good deep connections with the team and, and try a little bit of stuff um, and, and a good hit out against some, some opposition that aren't sort of generic New Zealand or Australian styles of footy. Um, so it was, it was really good for us in that, that, um, in that line. But coming back and playing the Blues, was a, it was a good um, reality check for us to come back and that's what it's going to be like. But yeah, I think we got everything we needed to out of it and it's Probably awesome getting a decent pre-season, a little bit of a hit before Christmas, and then you get the boys uh, fresh and revitalised uh, after New Year New Year celebrations. Who, go, who goes best on the karaoke out of that Chiefs group? I tell you, Ross Filippo <laughs> goes bloody well. Oh, of course he's, he's he a, does. He's a, he's, a, he's a few dark horses there. Roger Red, I think he's bloody awesome in it, but no, I'll tell him <laughs> he's good to his face. But yeah, that's some talented men there. Yeah, oh, and, and what about you, mate? What's your go-to song? Oh, Celine Dion, Titanic every day of the week, mate. Oh, so. Nice, nice. Did what, you, you did just you... sit there and who's who's Leo? Who's Leonardo? <laughs> I was going to say, I was going to say, was, was Clayton being Leo and you were just crooning away at the front there? How does that? How does it work? Oh, I wish, I wish I was Leo and he was at the front of the ship, but no. Oh, mate, funny. Hey, um, we'll, just, we'll tack back to some rugby, rugby chat. Roger Randall, I've been very impressed with his. Innovative thinking, the way that he approaches the game, like Chiefs have been at the forefront leading the way in the way the game's played, particularly on attack. Have you made some adjustments? Are you, are you looking to evolve? Are you continuing to still play flat at the line is probably the question? Yeah, we with our profile of players, I think playing flat is um, pretty important, I think. Uh, I've loved what Rog does. He and him and I work really close together still um, with the attack side of things and uh, he's got a, a, an awesome eye for the game and eye for detail. I think my, my role is primarily not coming in there and trying to try and invent the wheel when, when things have gone quite successful over the last uh, couple of seasons. So it's more around just trying to put a little bit of a, a, a dot on an eye and a cross on a T and, and tie a couple of areas up, um, which I think is going pretty well for us at the moment. And... Um, yeah, really excited for the year ahead, and, and the boys are really buying into it too. So they make you feel really welcome, and and sort of ask you, you know deep, meaningful questions around things, which is awesome. I guess there's a little bit of uh, a look at the, the at the All Black situation, mate, especially with no Richie Moe or Bowden Barrett uh, this season, and and DMAC will be wanting to cement that. So are we going to see him primarily as a ten this year for the Chiefs, uh, and less of going back to fifteen like we've seen in previous seasons? Um, it's a good question. That it's everything always comes back to what's best for the team, and, and I think mm-hmm. we all know that the opportunity that's there with the, um, the Chiefs, and, and I'm sure through conversations with Damien, he, he does aspire to have it because there is a genuine opportunity. There's no sugarcoating it. Um, I think for, for Damien, it's about getting some runs on the board, getting some game time under his belt. We know what he can do. Um, and sometimes that versatility to go back and finish a game of 15 or start a game of 15 is, is, 
that there's something you know the team might necessarily need. Um, but no, I, I back him to be a good team for us this year. Uh, we've got some good stock with him, Josh Ioanni and and a few of the other guys that are, that are there. Josh Jacob from from down at Taranaki, and um, so we we have we have depth there. Um, but it's kind of as a, as a needs fit kind of situation, like most teams are when you're a, a utility. Uh, there's nothing better when you see D-Mac running on a 45-degree angle, con- uh, consistently trying to threaten the line, and it sets up your outsides. And speaking of those outsides, well, in particular the midfield, you've got competition oozing out of that midfield. You've got Anton Leonard-Brown, you've got uh, Rameka Pohepi, you've got Quinn Tupaya coming back from major knee surgery, you've got Daniel Rona, and, uh, and you've got plenty others at your disposal. What is the perfect fit? How do you select a midfield when you've got those men, that many op- uh, options? Yeah, it's, a, it's a good question. Like, it takes up a long conversation through selection meetings around what we're going to do and because they're all slightly different. Mm. Um, you know, Daniel Rohn has really impressed me having him sort of under my, under my eyes and seeing what he can do. A guy who's got an awesome story around how he's got to where he is. Rama Kapoor, he's sort of an uncelebrated soul. He's, he's so important and he's, he's a really good link. Um, having Anton back is awesome the way he sees the game communicated leadership all that stuff's brilliant and Quinn Tupaya other than you know, the splitting image of myself um, he's an awesome Nick um, but he's, he's, he's powerful he's got silky skills and I'm really excited for him to be back he's got a bit between his teeth so I think I'm expecting some, some really good things from him uh, this year now so you... it is really hard the challenge is there to try and select the, the, the best two or three You've lost a lot of experience from last year. Obviously, Sam Kane's not there. Brody Retallick's gone. So, um, who's standing up, mate? In, in terms of in terms of leadership, who have you who have uh, who have you sort of gone to or noticed? Maybe put their hand up. That might not be a captain or a vice captain, but is becoming a leader for you in in the squad. Yeah, I think that's really um, even that we've lost some of those big names. You know, with Sammy and Brad Weber, and we lost a lot of caps mm. in quite a few of these players. Um, what you've seen is the guys have sort of we have a, a high cohesion within the team, and what I mean by that is there's a lot of guys that have been in the environment for two or three years, um, and, and have taken it as an opportunity to grow and, and grow in the leadership side of things. So really impressed with the uh, you know Bradley Slater and Callum Bosha and Rana Kapoor Hippie and and Quinty Pye and all the boys are stepping up. The ones who've been in there for quite a few years and um, yeah. Having not seen it with my own eyes last year, I think we're in a really good place with our leadership. And, and I think they're getting, now that we're sort of into week one, there's been a definite shift towards um, everyone aligned and everyone understanding their roles and, and, and when to, to input the uh, information. So, yeah, it's really positive. Yeah, speaking of week one, mate, it doesn't get any bigger than this. Well, particularly when I was playing, you knew it was going to be a street fight taking on the Chiefs because they just bring it, uh, they ooze a little bit of... Um, you know, disruption and trying a bit of chaos out there in the park. What has this week been like? Have you found? Have you noticed a shift in, in kind of conversations and in, in the in the kind of the vibe in the group? Yeah, I have. I think uh, we, we trained uh, yesterday, and the boys were all on. So it was one of those things where uh, they've locked in. You know, pre-seasons, pre-seasons, and it gets becomes a little bit loose, and it's kind of you know you have excuses why things don't go right because it's pre-seasons, and now you're into the 
into the real stuff, the stuff that you live for. I think everyone's sort of honed in on where they need to be and what they need to nail. So, um, yeah, we know it's going to be a bit of a dogfight, as you say. Um, something I'm looking forward to, you know, to uh, to be the best, you've got to beat the best. And Crusaders have been the best for a very long time, so uh, no better way to start the call. Are you getting caught up as everyone else is saying that this is a different Crusaders team under a different team with Richie Moanga gone? They are beatable now. Will Jordan's gone. You're licking your lips like everyone else there, Marty? Uh, not necessarily. I would probably coach about 25 of them in NBC, so I know that they're good enough to play at Super Rugby level, so when everyone says that, I just sort of laugh it off. Um <laughs> They've got a lot of experience, you know, Drummy and all those boys that are in there and some of the young guys have, have, have matured no different to our group. So I don't think you'll ever have an easy big Crusaders team, mate. So mm. um, it's probably them saying half of that so they can <laughs> sneak up. But, <laughs> but, a, but, a, but a psyops from the Crusaders wouldn't put it past them, mate. Wouldn't put it past them. Yeah. Well, I'll drop a few WhatsApp messages to them tonight and see what I can razzle up. So. <laughs> Quality, Marty. Hey, uh, just, just before we let you go, just going back to to Japan. There's been a lot of talk about uh, you know how Super Rugby, um, from a financial point of view, without the South African times, uh, teams can can grow and thrive, especially with a couple of the Aussie teams um, struggling a little bit. You've been up there, and I know it was your preseason, and they were in mid-season. But how'd you find the level of those teams in, in Japanese rugby? And do you reckon that they would add something to Super Rugby if if that ever happened? I think they could. I was really surprised with the level. I went, I went up there quite a few years ago, um, did a bit of coaching, and um, to go back and play against them this year, they, they were good. They've got a lot of South African influence there, a few European guys over there, and the games have all changed. Yeah, I think we played Panasonic. It was a difficult game, and Kubota was really physical for us. Um, and it wasn't the ruck and run rugby I remember from, from years ago, so... But the support, the supporters they have over there, we'd have, you know, a couple of hundred people standing outside a hotel every day. So they've got passionate supporters. They've got the market for it. I definitely think it's there. Um, but there's a lot of people who get paid a lot more money than me to come up with a plan to learn how to do that. <laughs> no doubt, mate. No doubt. One of those would be, uh, one of those would be old, old, old Nick White, wouldn't he? I mean, it's, it's good horse territory where you are. And I, know, I understand he's involved. Has he got you to buy one yet? He rides the horse to work, mate, trying to sell it off. So, uh, uh, he's, he's a bloody good man, yeah. So, no, he's doing awesome for our guys, and yeah, he's teaching me some stuff around scrums too, which is awesome. Oh, beautiful, mate, beautiful. We'll we'll, we'll have you packing down at six in in in, in, in no time at all. Uh, good stuff, Marty. Hey, listen, thanks very much for your time this morning, mate, and best of luck for the season. I eh? really looking forward to Friday night. Yeah, cheers, Marty. Yeah, as am I. Cheers, Jim. Jess, Marty Burke uh, there with us from the Chiefs. He, he's gone and it's, a, it's an interesting coaching group there, isn't it? Mm. Is he? You know, there's, there's David Hill's there, Roger Randall's there, Nick White's there. Obviously, you've got Clayton McMillan as well. They, they've, they've got a good group, group of guys there. They've got um, all, all bases covered, really. I, I can't speak highly enough of Roger Randall, and I've never been coached by Roger, but from the outside looking in and from what I'm hearing from players in the group, he's very creative. With his thinking, if you look at the Chiefs' kind of style of play, they went away from the structured, you know, hitting that pod outside the nine, back door to the ten and roving around. They kind of played a lot of ten 
and they'd have three or four runners outside the 10 that were all genuine options flat at the line. And most of the time, they'd hit that last attacker running a, an awkward angle up against the defence. It caught out teams plenty last year. Well, that was Roger Randall. And I think as a fan, you want to see different. You want to see something that is entertainment. And they play on the line. They bought the... The, the pressure line, they're right at it. They love pressure. They're like, bring more pressure. That's what we, we love enduring. So, um, mate, they've got a great group that uh, cover all bases. This is Marty's first crack at it. Um, and, and, yes, it's a new team. There's a lot of new teams around yes, the Super Rugby. A lot of experienced players that have left our shores. So it's going to be interesting, Super Rugby, to see how it all unfolds. And if I'm going to go off preseason and the teams that probably looked the best, and you're probably going to be spewing your guts out when I say this, I'd have to say the Blues were probably the most that carried the form on that was surprisingly throughout the preseason. And I'm going to be interested watching the Blues this year, see if they can transition from that from preseason, particularly with Peter Feta, who has been given the role of taking that team forward. He's very unstructured. He's totally different to Bowden Barrett. Bowden Barrett's not there anymore. This is his team. This is time for Stephen Petafetta to step up and uh, take that team to a new level. So, yes, uh, it's an interesting Super Rugby coming up, and, and it's right here this weekend. Cannot yeah. wait.